Welcome into Bearcat Rewind. Thanks for joining us as the spring season starting to wind down. Graduation right around the corner here at Northwest Missouri State. But despite the weather not always being agreeable, it's still been a spring with plenty of fireworks around Maryville. When you look at this Bearcat baseball team, you can't help but appreciate that pitching staff spearheaded by Max Spitzmiller and Spitz rounding out his Northwest career in a similar way to another Bearcat great. Anthony Canapil's name is all over the record books here in Maryville. He was a 2017 MIAA Pitcher of the Year, and he's our guest on this edition of Bearcat Rewind. Canapil is currently the pitching coach for Kirkwood Community College in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, but he credits the Bearcat program for a lot of his success. So we'll touch on that, his climb through baseball, and much more coming up on today's podcast. The Bearcat Rewind is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu foundation. And from Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through a local team of providers and nurses. More information at clorindahealth.com. Anthony Canapil is our guest for today's podcast. His resume includes being the only conference pitcher of the year in Northwest Missouri State history. He was All-MIAA three-time second-team All-Region in 2017. He ranked second all-time in strikeouts at Northwest with 267. He's tied for seventh all-time in wins, third in innings pitched, and also has the top two marks for most innings pitched in a season, over 106 in 2017, over 104 in 2016. So he was a workhorse for the Bearcats, and let's go ahead and jump into it with one of the best arms to come through Maryville. Anthony Keenapil with us here on Bearcat Rewind. Pleased to have you on, Anthony. Um, thanks so much for the time. I know you're still in the middle of your season, but uh, kind of an exciting time knowing the postseason is right around the corner. Yeah, absolutely. we uh lucky to start getting some good weather here, and hopefully going to hit our stride going into the end of the year and make a little run in the postseason again, so... You know, that's kind of the hard part, and, and for you guys uh, playing up there, Kirkwood Community College, and, and you the pitching coach, third season with them, kind of a similar thing there in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, that probably at Northwest Missouri State, that you do have to battle that weather early on in the season. If you can survive some of those early season ball games, things can really click once we do get to April, May, and beyond. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we've had our fair share of 30 degrees and 30-mile-an-hour winds so far this year, so... The sun this last week, even though it was windy, was a welcome sign. Uh, take the sun as long as you don't have to deal with the cold. You know, go, you go from a career where you, you pitch for Northwest Missouri State and you're an MIAA Pitcher of the Year, a graduate assistant after that, and now you're at Kirkwood where you're, you're doing big things. They're already 30-plus wins this season and, and trying to build on that. Is this one of those things to where as you're wrapping up that playing career at Northwest Missouri State, you just kind of know, the game's going to stick with you no matter what that next step is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I actually went to college kind of always thinking I was going to be a high school coach, um, maybe teach at that level in a high school at a history-type class or something like that. But as I got deeper into my college playing career, kind of realized I thought college coaching was what I wanted to do. Um, I was fortunate enough that Skip decided to keep me around for two extra years as a grad assistant, kind of get my foot in the door in college coaching. Um and then kind of had to spread my wings to get out of Maryville after five years, but landed in a great spot here in Cedar Rapids, so I've been very fortunate. When you kind of look back through that, too, and, and you're trying to 
mold yourself. You're still a young guy, and you still have so much of your career left ahead of you. When you think about how you want to grow and, and kind of become a certain coach, is it thinking back to your high school days or when you got to Northwest and, and Coach Lowe and Coach Creason or, heck, maybe even back, you know, a certain coach that had an influence on you in the Little League, is there someone that you kind of look to that kind of puts you down this path but also influences how you carry yourself around your players? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my high school coach, Scott McGee, um, in Willard, Missouri, down south, southwest Missouri, um, he took over our program when I was in eighth grade. Um, we had a good program before that, but he kind of took it to new heights, uh, won a state championship last year, their first one in school history. Um, but the way he built relationships with players and the way he developed us, um, you know, as 14 to 18 year olds into smart baseball players, but also good teammates, good competitors, guys who would play really hard for, you know, their friends in high school, um, you know, and then moving on to college, just kind of using all those lessons he taught about showing up every day to work hard. Uh, you know, no, no spot is given to you. Um, he kind of instilled that in us all at our high school from you know eighth grade freshman year on um and that really carried me kind of through college and now just trying to make sure our guys are kind of learning the same things and you love it too because even if that baseball career ended for you your senior season or or, or you ducked out even a little bit earlier sophomore junior year and said it's not for me there's still life lessons to pull from that to say you know being a good teammate or being a good coworker, showing up on time showing up ready to work little things like that 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 do transition into everyday life life even beyond the diamond um for yourself you go on to north central community college before coming to northwest missouri state for three years to play um is it an important role for you now that you're up there at, at Kirkwood and, and you're working with a guy similar to yourself as you came out of high school um, to kind of help those guys reach that same potential and, and find that next stop for them that's going to allow them to flourish? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, going through it as a player when I was a freshman in college, you don't really understand it while you're there, what's all going on and kind of the behind the scenes of everything. But not being on the other side of that at junior college uh, really makes me appreciate what my coaches were able to do for me. Um, you know, Coach Coach Lowe, Coach Crease for recruiting me out of there. Um, and now just having the opportunity to help, you know, kids in Iowa and Illinois, Minnesota, kind of the surrounding states um, that maybe aren't getting recruited by four-year schools yet. Um, you know, being able to go find quality baseball players who we think we can help get to four-year colleges, um, it's a very rewarding thing. Um, you know, wins – Wins and losses are part of baseball, and obviously you want to win more than we lose, but when our guys get to sign with four-year schools, um, that's really the most rewarding part of it, uh, being at a two-year school. When you're talking to those guys and trying to get them to come to Kirkwood and, then, and buy into the program, ultimately, how much of that does that resume at Northwest? You put up some pretty big-time numbers as a pitcher here. Does that play a factor into them saying, all right, this guy knows what he's talking about? Uh, I mean, I'd like to think so, maybe, but um, try not to talk about it too much. Obviously, uh, this is about their careers and you know what we can help them do at Kirkwood and beyond. So the focus is really on those guys. But um, you know, I hope hope they think highly of me at least a little bit um, and allow me to coach them. And I'm sure it doesn't hurt having a couple good numbers out there. <laughs> Just a couple, at least. When you look at it, whether it's uh, individual season or career, uh, I mean, you're among the tops in 
strikeouts, wins, innings pitched. Um, MIAA Pitcher of the Year, as I mentioned, a first-team All-MIAA member and just really put up some huge numbers for the Bearcats. But take me through that sophomore season there in 2015 as you kind of established yourself here with the Bearcats. 11 starts, you carried a bulk of the work with over 66 innings pitched. How much of that was just trying to be a workhorse and log those innings for your team? And how much was also just acclimating to pitching in the MIAA and getting used to Maryville? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, well, Northwest is my third school, so I kind of bounced around a couple of times in the previous years. So just, you know, getting used to new teammates again, a new campus, new teachers, all that stuff is obviously hard enough. Um, but that was really the first time I'd been at a four-year school where I had a chance to play. Um, obviously, coming in, I didn't know, you know, I might be a bullpen guy. Am I going to be a closer? Am I going to be a starter? Um, but as the fall kind of went, went on and we played our inner squads and our, you know, out of, uh, whatever, out of uh, league competition, stuff like that, against junior colleges in the fall, I kind of figured out, all right, well, yeah, I think I have a chance to start here and, you know, we'll kind of see how it goes. We had um, some older pitchers on that team also that had been there, so I didn't really know exactly where I would fit in. Um, but I was super happy when I got to start, um, you know, opening weekend. Uh, I think I threw the second game of opening weekend as a sophomore. Um, don't think we won that game, but it was a big reality check that I was no longer playing against junior college kids. I was now playing against some grown men who uh, – had a lot of college experience, and I had to kind of grow up pretty quick that year. Um, but having those 66 innings, you know, 11 starts, like you said, really allowed me to figure out, you know, how good I needed to be to compete at that level. Well, in the top two spots at Northwest Missouri State for most innings pitched in the single season, uh, you had over 106 in 2017, over 104 in 2016. So you were logging the innings, you, you were putting in that work that Coach Lowe needed to kind of preserve that bullpen for other games as the weekend would carry on. And at that point, a, a pitcher like that, especially in college, you're the manager's best friend. Um, how much of that was just a mentality for you of, even if I don't have my best stuff, I have to go out here and, and help my team have the chance to win, get through five, six, seven innings? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, when I started starting the first game of series, my goal was always to save the bullpen as much as possible. Um, our closer, my sophomore and junior year, Carson Smith, um, we actually kind of had a, a deal in place where he told me I could go eight innings every game as long as he got to throw the ninth. Um, so even though it's kind of a joke, that was kind of my goal every every game was get it to Carson, um, you know, hopefully just straight for me, and if not, only one other guy in between us. Um, but it really just came back to you got to be able to throw strikes. Um, you, know, you can't walk a lot of people if you want to go deep into games. Um, and you just got to limit damage as much as possible. So that first year taught me a lot, like I said. Um, then those next two years, we know to get really deep into games and save the bullpen. Not only helped um, you know, our team win some more games because we had a rested bullpen, but – um, I think it just gave me the experience to kind of keep going, uh, especially my senior year after doing it as a junior. You've only been gone from Northwest for about five years, so I don't think ch things have changed really philosophically, baseball-wise, a ton in that time, but a little bit as things continue to, to grow and, and change. But uh, innings pitched, uh, pitch count, how much of that was kind of played into yourself as a junior and senior how much was just kind of how you felt on certain days and do you carry that over to your pitchers now 
Uh, well, I was really fortunate as a player. I never had any arm problems. Um, you know, arm injuries are kind of going up in baseball across the board right now. Um, so I was fortunate that I didn't have a ton of problems with my arm. Um, but I mean, really, it just came down to doing what the team needed. Um, and I think for us uh, here at like the two-year level, we're trying to get our guys on to that next level. So it is very personal for them and, you know, doing what's best for them all the time. But when the, when the first pitch is thrown, it becomes about winning a lot. And our guys know that and they compete really hard. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a mindset. It's just something as a pitcher, once you take the ball and you go out there, you really don't want anyone else to take it from you. Um, so kind of the result of that is just putting up a lot of innings, I guess. Well, we look at that uh, senior season individually here. An ERA just over three, eight wins. You throw three complete games, 114 strikeouts to just 25 walks. At what point during that season could you just tell that you were locked in game in, game out? Uh, yeah, it was probably after my third or fourth start of the year. Um, you know, we play a couple non-conference series to start the year down south. And being a northern team, um, you know, just like Northwest is every year, you go down and play teams that maybe have already played a couple games or at least they've been practicing outside. Um, so your expectations are never super, super high. Obviously, you want to you wanna throw well every time you're out. But those first couple times outside, especially, um, trying to get your feet wet. But I was able to have a couple really good starts on our Arkansas trip. Um, and it kind of carried over into the first couple of MIAA starts, and that's when I kind of realized, like, all right, well, we got a chance to do something kind of special here. Um, and our whole staff was awesome that year. So it was kind of a competition within the pitching staff of, like, all right, who's going to have the best outing this year or this week? Um, I remember the first weekend of the year, I think I threw, like, six or seven innings and we won. Um, I had, like, 12 strikeouts. And Joseph Hippis went out the very next day and struck out 14. So the competition was pretty much on from game two of the season to see who could have the best outing each time. That has to be one of the most underrated things within this athletic department, right? Because there have been some really, really good arms over the past decade plus that keep being churned out from this Northwest program. And, you know, again, you kind of talk about how you go down south and those guys are practicing outside and and, um, getting some games in beforehand. And so they get a little bit of a leg up as things start out. But, Boy, we think about it, and you mentioned, of course, yourself and Joseph Hitpiss and Brad Roberts, and we see Max Spitzmiller still dealing here in 2022. There have been some really good guys to roll through. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the credit really goes to Coach Lowe, um, Coach Creason for recruiting recruiting good guys out of junior college or high school, whatever it is. Um, and then kind of buying into Skip's philosophy of, you know, you got to be able to locate fastballs, you got to be able to throw an off speed pitch for a strike you got to be able to get swings and misses. Um, and if you can do those kind of things, get ahead of hitters, you're going to have a chance to have a lot of success in the MIAA and you know, at the Division II level in general. Um, but also it really just goes back to Joe, Brad, Max. Now he was a freshman when I was a senior. Like Those guys just worked so hard. Um, they cared about everything. They, there was no stone left unturned with any of those guys, um, whether it was in the weight room or – you know, at practice, whether it was the throwing program in the summer that we were doing, um, no matter what it was, like the work definitely went in and they got to see the benefits of it in the season um, and just really paid off. Whenever you got to go back through and think about 2018, you're getting your coaching debut as a grad assistant here for Northwest Missouri State and the Bearcats breakthrough, able to win an MIAA title. Is it a little bittersweet because you put in so much work as a player and you're, you're striving for that? 
you don't quite get there when you're on the mound, but still kind of the fruits of your labor, seeing some of those young guys coming up under you, able to break through, you're on that coaching staff. What was that year like? Uh, I mean, it was a blast, to be honest. Um, The senior class that year was actually the freshman class that I came in with out of junior college. Um, So I was extremely close with that class. Um, Even though I wasn't a freshman when they showed up, uh, us showing up at the same time kind of allowed us all to be really good friends. Um, And Joe and Brad, for example, you know, I spent just about every day with those guys for three years, and then I got to coach them for a year. Um, And then just as a whole – team was a blast to be around they were a lot of fun um you know showed up every day to the ballpark loose just expecting to win but also not putting too much pressure on themselves um and we kind of just looked up at the end of the season and we were right there with the chance uh we went down to uco uh, just had to win one game to get you know a share of the conference championship for the regular season and we were able to take care of that down there um but yeah i mean would have loved to do it as a player, but I was super grateful to be able to still be on staff whenever we did break through and get that done the next year. So I think it was as you – I'm trying to remember, and you could probably connect the dots here for me. Were you a senior, or was it that GA year that Max Spitzmiller came up and arrived on campus with Northwest Missouri State? Yep, I was a senior, uh, and he traveled. I don't know how many innings he threw, maybe in the teens as a freshman for us. Um, but he traveled with us, and he was with us a lot that year. So I spent a lot of time with Max as a freshman. And then I got to coach him for two years, which was a lot of fun. Have you been able to keep up a little bit of what he's done this season, how he's really become a very dominant pitcher, similar to what you did as a senior? Yeah. No, I've, I've talked to him a few times. Uh, I texted him after opening day when he, I think he threw a complete game, 12 or 13 strikeouts on opening day. Um, and I've talked to him a few times since then. Uh, I've talked to Coach Lowe a little bit about him, but – yeah, he's having an eerily similar season to what I did as a senior. Um, and I don't think it's a coincidence at all. I know he had some injury issues uh, last year and obviously the COVID year and everything kind of threw it out of whack for him. But he he works so hard and he's such a great competitor. Um, and I'd like to say that maybe he learned a little bit of that from Joe and Brad maybe coming up with those guys more. But um, either way, he's an outstanding kid. All right, so if I have to ask you uh, – taking guys from their prime, Joe, Brad, Max, or yourself, who'd you roll out there for a winner-take-all game? Uh, winner-take-all, I'd probably have to say myself, even though I never really got it done in the conference tournament. Joe was always the guy who won the elimination game, so maybe the right answer is Joe. <laughs> um, but I think I'm pretty confident in my stuff, uh, at least back then. Maybe not as much now, but... Back then, I'd, I'd say I could give us a good start and at least give them some chance to win. Regardless, I feel like there's not a bad choice in the group. It's, it's pretty stellar pitching there for the Bearcats that we've seen um, over the years here. Uh, just a couple more here for you, Anthony. I'll let you go real quick and kind of taking a right turn away from Northwest baseball but still staying uh, within the sport there. You grew up in, uh, in Willard. You're just outside Springfield. Of course, the Springfield Cardinals are right down the road. Did you grow up as a St. Louis Cardinals fan? I did not, actually. Uh, I'm a Royals fan. So, 14 uh, 15, when I went to the World Series, I was in Maryville, um, you know, not too far away. I got to go to some games. I actually went to game one of the World Series in 15 uh, when I was scored and hit the homer to tie it in the ninth. So, I'm a big Royals fan, big Chiefs fan. Uh, my dad's family is from Kansas City. So, that's where my allegiance lies. 
All right, that makes sense. I was going to give you a hard time there, but no, that that lines up. But still, to, to be yeah. able to have double A ball right down the road. I mean, heck, Northwest Arkansas probably not that far away either with um, nope. Kansas City's double A. So that's, it's a pretty good area to be in down there. Yeah, uh, it was incredible uh, being able to go. I mean, I went to a ton of Springfield Cardinals games as a kid. Uh, the Royals double A team in Northwest Arkansas would come up. Got to see you know Gordon, Salvi, Hosmer, Moose. Those guys kind of come up. Um, every now and then you get to see Adam Wainwright or Yadier Molina on the rehab stint in Springfield. So a lot of good baseball down in Springfield. Uh, it's kind of a baseball community. Um, obviously with the Cardinals and Royals in the state, there's a lot of baseball fans. So it's a good time. Do you have a Major League Baseball World Series prediction you'd be willing to throw out there today? Oh, I don't know. I guess I haven't paid a ton of attention so far. It's early in the season still, but... Um, I mean, the Dodgers are always loaded. Obviously, signing Freddie Freeman would almost be embarrassing, I think, if they didn't win at all. <laughs> probably um, right. <laughs> so I guess my pick probably has to be the Dodgers as of right now. You should me pencil you in for uh, L.A. over KC in your World Series? I mean, yeah, if the Royals can make it, then I'll switch <laughs> my pick to the Royals. But It's the year of Bobby Witt Jr. Now. There you go. Yeah, he is. He's incredible. Anthony, thanks so much for the time. Uh, it was great to see you come up and, and do big things for Northwest. And now, of course, uh, carrying on that coaching career up at uh, Kirkwood Community College in Iowa. So keep doing big things, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks for having me on. Thanks again to Anthony Canopy. He'll take some time to talk with us here today. Still in the middle of their season up at Kirkwood Community College, trying to get into the region tournament and beyond. So it was great to catch up with Anthony. It was great to have you along as well. If you enjoy the podcast, Please tell your friends, like it, share it, and spread the wealth there. Next week, planning to have Sam Roberts, former Northwest Missouri State defensive lineman, joining us as the NFL draft taking place this weekend. So hoping to find where Sam lands, hoping to hear his name called early on in this NFL draft, and then uh, chat with him about that and what's next for that Northwest Missouri State standout football player. Thanks for joining us here on Bearcat Rewind. Appreciate Alex Kurt producing our intro and outro music. I'm Matt Tritton saying so long.